You are listening to the Cedars Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Smith, and today we are sitting down and talking with the students of the Multi-Platform Journalism 2 class, which I just so happen to be a part of as well. As a class, we had an assignment due this week of a radio story that we had to record and edit together ourselves. So today, we are going to listen to each story and talk to the journalists behind them to get an in-depth look at the process of the radio story. So first up, we have my good friend Jacob Odie. Jacob, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Tim? I am doing very well. So if you could give us a quick rundown of your topic uh, of your story. Uh, so originally my story was going to be sort of uh, an overview of the difference between doing theater in high school and college. Um, and so I talked to Thomas Fulkerts, who's a freshman here, uh, was in the recent show, Point With Death. And as I talked to him, it became, you know, his, his personal experience with theater became more interesting than sort of a broader topic. It became more tangible. So it sort of turned into more of a, a profile of his experience with theater and how that's impacted his life. Awesome, let's take a listen. Freshman Cedarville student Thomas Fulkerts recently completed his first college theater production. He portrayed the intuitive Dr. Gerard in the university's winter production of Agatha Christie's An Appointment with Death. While it may have been Fulkerts' first college-level production, it was far from his first on-stage performance. So I started doing theater back in elementary school. Back then, it was really just sort of something that I was like thrown into. It wasn't until the second show where I actually got like a major role there that I really thought, hey, I could actually maybe go into this or do something with this. Something about acting piqued Falkert's interest, and he continued performing in plays and musicals throughout junior high and high school. Originally, it was more of an ego boost to me, but I don't know. I like to make people smile, and I like to tell stories being able to see things from different perspectives and really like pushing myself. As he moved from high school to college, Falkerts had to stretch himself even further to keep up with the expectations of higher quality productions. It's really just a lot more professional and they take it like a lot more seriously. Cedarville's professional approach to theater imposed heavy time constraints on Falkerts' schedule. As the show grew closer, he had increasingly less time for homework and social events. But even beyond the temporal demands of professional theater, other elements prevented Falkert from settling on a theater major. I, I ended up deciding that I wouldn't go into theater as a major here just because what I would really want to do with that is be an actor, but that's such a competitive field. So I decided to instead um, just use, do that as a minor mm -hmm. and I went into broadcasting digital media as a major. While Falkerts will not be majoring in theater, he will continue honing his craft and appearing in Cedarville Productions as part of his minor. Give us a little rundown of how it went from a uh, logistics standpoint before you edited, so like you're interviewing, your story writing, how did, how did that all go? Mm, so, I mean, first, obviously, there's always, there's always brainstorming, just trying to find a topic and... Um, Especially when you're on campus, you don't have as many places you can go, you don't have many, as many resources. So uh, just trying to find something that's uh, on campus, but maybe a new angle on something. So obviously we have previews for the shows, you know, we have people talking about the stories and obviously all that, but we don't necessarily um, always get an angle on the people behind it and what it's like working on that. So I thought it would be a, a new way to approach maybe a topic that people are familiar with, but maybe not in this way. So. Um, I know Thomas a little bit, he's been in a couple of my classes, and uh, he's one of those people who you don't necessarily expect to be an actor, so 
um, I was I was really surprised when I actually went to the show and saw him on stage, and I was just curious sort of how this was part of his life, and you know maybe how how it was even different in college for him. Um, so we talked. Uh, he just shared with me his experience throughout life with theater, and uh, as I was pulling quotes together, um, the story just sort of took a different shape. Like I said, it took a different shape than I expected it to, um, and I said to run with it because I thought it was. It was a real story, it was a human story, and um, it was a tangible way to sort of grasp at, you know, why theater can be special. So I wrote, I wrote around uh, some of the stuff that I hadn't expected to hear from him. It's awesome. What about from the editing standpoint? I know we had to use uh, Adobe Audition, which is the first time we've kind of uh, worked with that. So how did it go uh, from an editing standpoint on that end? Um, I mean, I was fortunate enough to have uh, Audio Tech last semester. So I had some experience with uh, pulling audio clips together, crossfades, uh, stuff like that. So uh, in that sense, it wasn't it wasn't too different of a process from putting together a written story for me. Uh, you know, just like you're sort of finding the right quotes that you want uh, in an interview after you write it out. You sort of do the same thing with the audio and uh, cut out what you don't need and you know pull together what you do need. So um, it was for me. It was a pretty simple process. It was an easy process. Um, and it was, it was a tangible way to use something I learned last semester, so that was encouraging. Awesome. What do you think, or what would you say you learned uh, from this assignment? Mm. Um, one of the things I learned was just sort of to be flexible with what your uh, subject gives you. Um, at first I walked away from the interview with Thomas and I wasn't necessarily sure uh, what I was going to do with some answers that I had you know, anticipated, you know, some of the things that he shared. Um, sort of went on tangents with some of the questions I asked and what he said tangentially ended up being more interesting than sort of the direct answers. So uh, just being flexible as you review. Uh, we recently heard from an experienced journalist who you know, talked about just going over what you have, really knowing what, what your material is and then writing from there. And so I was encouraged to try and do that with uh, the audio that I had. Um, and let the material lead me instead of trying to uh, squeeze things into a format that I had already decided on. Awesome. Well, I think that's all we have uh, about your story today. And uh, next up, I believe we're going to be talking to Hannah Dean. Hannah, thank you for sitting down with us today. So uh, real quick, just give us a uh, overview of what your topic was and why you chose it. Um, well, my topic is over the new grab-and-go feature at, um, in the Chuck's uh, cafeteria. I chose that because um, it's a new feature here and a lot of students seem to really like it, so I um, dug deeper into why they like that. Awesome, alrighty, we're gonna take a listen. This semester, Cedarville introduced the new grab-and-go option to its dining hall. This quick meal alternative is only available for lunch during the week. It's many deli-style entrees, such as several different lunch meat sandwiches, a sub, a veggie wrap, and a chef salad and a grilled chicken Caesar salad seem to be quite popular with the students. Gabby Imfeld, a junior at the university, shared why she likes Grab and Go. I really like it because I feel like the food is a little more fresh than Stingers. I really like just like the sub sandwich and things. So as Gabby said, the food is one reason that the Grab and Go feature has been popular, but are there other reasons causing students to flock to the section of the dining hall? According to Autumn Pizarski, a freshman at the university, there is. I like grab and go because I can take food and eat lunch and continue to work on my homework. 
Uh, I love the uh, intro music to that. Made it real seem uh, very, very professional. Uh, so, uh, first question uh, from the setup standpoint: How did it go uh, interviewing and setting up your story? Um. Well, ever since I went at the lunch rush and I had the uh, little recording device all fixed up, and I just kind of hung out by the exit doors at Chuck's and waited for people coming out with. Um, bags from the grab-and-go and I'd stop them and ask like hey you have some time and if they did I'd interview them and that's how that went. <laughs> awesome what about from an editing standpoint how did that go you know using uh, Adobe Audition? Um, it was interesting I had never used Adobe Audition before I used Pro Tools and um, audio technical training class last semester. Um, it wasn't too different so the audio tech definitely helped me um, learn or um, get used to the audio the Adobe format. It's good. Anything you, uh, anything you've learned uh, through this process of doing this radio news story? Uh, yes, it's a lot different doing um, something with your voice rather than just writing on paper. I, if I did it again, I would definitely work a little bit more with the levels and also um, animating my voice a little bit more. Awesome. All righty. Thank you very much, Hannah. Up next, we have our very own Kristen Wilmot. Kristen, thank you for sitting down with us today. So. Um, what is your topic of your radio news story, and why did you choose it? So my topic is on Resound Radio's new Prayer for Revival that they're starting up. And I chose it because I've been a part of Resound for a while, and so getting to kind of see the background of what goes into that, but then getting perspectives from other people on what they're learning from it and what they're excited about. Awesome. Okay, let's hear it. Cedarville University's Resound Radio is launching an endeavor called Prayer for Revival. The station's hosts and directors hope that through this mission, Cedarville students and faculty will have a fresh desire for a revival of the gospel in their own hearts. The Midday with Abby and Shea host, Abby Russell, is looking forward to the transformation Prayer for Revival will bring. Prayer is such a central part of our faith and our lives. So the fact that Resound is kicking off this whole campaign, Prayer for Revival, the revival starts with you, seems so important to me. Russell has been a member of Resound for two years and has already seen the impact it has brought in her own life. I've noticed that ever since we started really uh, diving into this, I've found the importance of prayer popping up over and over in my mind. God is definitely already moving and I cannot wait to see the impact that it has on the rest of this university. You can find out more at Prayer for Revival at ResoundRadio.com and on Resound's social media pages. Awesome. So, Kristen, why, uh, from a setup standpoint, uh, how did your interviewing and writing the story uh, go? So, I kind of started forming the story before the interview, um, just kind of the basics of what I wanted to ask and have the listeners kind of learn about um, and then when I interviewed, I kind of, I told Abby, you know, what I'm looking for, um, and I let her elaborate as long as she wanted, um, and I ended up having to cut some of that down, because it took a long time. So it was kind of cool getting to pick, um, piece together, I guess, the aspects that I felt would probably bring the most attention and the most insight to what we were learning. And what about from an editing side? Um, I guess that kind of goes into edit editing too. Um, I've used Adobe Audition before um, a couple times for projects. Um, and I guess just splicing some of the unneeded things and kind of using discernment. Um, so it's definitely a growing process. 
Awesome. So uh, what did you learn through uh, this process during this assignment? Um, I guess the biggest thing that I learned was trying to figure out what to take away from what she was saying, um, what's really unneeded, or just what's kind of empty space. Awesome. All righty. Well, thank you very much, Kristen. All righty. Sitting here with me now is uh, our very own Abigail Hintz. Uh, so, Abby, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. Can, oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm doing good. I was not expecting uh, a question back, but thank you. Uh, I'm doing good. Um, why did you choose the topic you chose? And kind of give us an overview of the topic as well. Um, so, I did my story on Little Sibs Weekend. Um, we, the way the story, when the story was due, made it really well. Um, so, and I had a sibling coming, so it worked out well that I would get to interview her and um, see it firsthand, all that they, all that Cedarville offered, so yeah. Awesome, sounds like fun. Let's hear what we got. Last weekend, Cedarville University welcomed the little siblings of current students to campus for a weekend full of fun and excitement with their big siblings. The weekend included food trucks such as Cupzilla, Christian Burroughs Meat Company, Young's, The Flying Pepper, and Peatabilities. The food trucks were opened shortly before the first showing of Ralph Breaks the Internet, a fitting movie choice for an alt night with a younger audience. On Saturday, little siblings got the chance to see the Cedarville men's and women's basketball teams take on Tiffin. Both came out with wins. The Callan Athletic Center was full of regular fans with the welcome addition of little sibs and other guests. Aside from basketball, little siblings got the chance to hang out with their older siblings on a college campus all day, something few had had the experience of before. Cedarville put on a great weekend for little siblings of all ages. 12-year-old Mia Hintz greatly enjoyed her time on campus. I thought it was a really fun experience getting to hang out with my sister, and the movie last night was really good and a fun time. I also thought that it was just a really cool experience getting to see the college. Awesome. That was that was great. I'm I'm assuming uh, that the, uh, the little girl was your younger sister. Yes. Oh man, she was adorable. Uh, Abby, could you give us um, an overview of the process uh, setting up for your story of interviewing and uh, interviewing and recording uh, your story? So I also had another interview with the scab executive that didn't work, and then I uploaded it to the computer. So I kind of had to. Um, change that a little bit because I didn't have enough of my sister to split it up. So I kind of had to rework my story around that. Um, but overall recording was pretty easy because Cedarville had a lot going on for Little Sibs weekend, weekend, so I had a lot to talk about. Um, so yeah, it went pretty good except for some technical difficulties. And how about on the editing uh, side? I have I did not have audio tech last semester, so I have never edited audio before. Um, but I've used other Adobe programs, and it, they're all relatively similar. So I figured it out pretty quickly. Um, but again, with the one interview not working, that changed some things. But um, it was pretty simple to figure out. Awesome. Anything uh, that you learned through this process? Um, I learned to be flexible because technology <laughs> doesn't always work. Um, and I learned how to edit audio, which was good. new to me. And it was, a good, it was a good experience. That's awesome. Thank you so much for your time.
Uh, up next, my great friend Emma Waywood is going to come and interview me uh, on my awesome uh, interview story. All right, well, I have Tim Smith sitting with me today who just completed his radio story, so Tim, tell us about that. Um, so my radio story, uh, the topic is about the missions trip to Trinidad this spring break, um, and I decided to do this topic because um, a friend of mine, Lucas Benson, is going on the trip, and he lives uh, in the unit in my dorm, so I knew it would be easy to get in contact with him. And uh, I was also just interested about, you know, the different aspects of this trip compared to other mission trips that have been going on. Very interesting. All right, well, let's listen to it. This spring break, a group of students will be venturing on a missions trip to Trinidad. But this trip consists of more than helping fellow missionaries and serving in the country. The outcome of this trip will have an impact on missionaries for years to come. Sophomore Lucas Benson, a participant of the trip, was able to give an overview of the mission goals. What we're doing is we are going to Trinidad and um, we are going to be interviewing uh, locals in Trinidad who have been affected by the missionaries. Um, so we'll be interviewing them and then creating uh, sort of like a testimony video um, and producing it and editing it and doing After Effects and all that stuff for it, um, filming it, and then we will um, then be able to give that content to the missionaries who can then send that content out um, to like churches and other places to help raise support for um, their families and themselves and what they're, what they're doing in the Trinidad. For Lucas, this trip offered a unique opportunity for him to combine his love for missions and his love for media and art. I was thinking a lot about um, how I could use my gifts and my interests um, for the kingdom of God. And I know that he can, uh, you're, you're called to be a light wherever your workplace is, but since I do have a passion for missions, how those two would come together, and that just kind of answered those questions. Lucas, along with nine fellow students, flies out March 2nd to learn more about the future of his degree and make a lasting effect on the missionaries he seeks to help. All right, so why, Tim, did you choose the Trinidad trip as the topic of your story? We already talked about that. Okay, well, <laughs> moving on then. So, how did it go, like, just in general, with the interviews and everything else that you had to do? Um, it went good. Uh, it was, I got to sit down with Lucas and just talk to him. I didn't know a ton um, about the Trinidad trip going in. Um, I mean, I knew I, they were going to Trinidad, and I knew Professor Gilbert uh, was uh, leading uh, the trip. Uh, so I was, you know, ready to listen and just kind of hear what they were doing. Um, and it, I was, uh, once I kind of, once Lucas uh, talked about how, you know, the goal of this trip was to, you know, use all their different degrees in media to create uh, this video, you know, to give uh, to the missionaries. I decided, I thought that would be a cool, you know, angle to kind of uh, look at and, you know, show that this mission trip is different uh, than some of the other trips they take. Because it's kind of, not that it has a different goal, but they're kind of serving a different purpose in that sense. Okay, and um, what about the editing aspect of the story. Um, the editing wasn't too bad. Uh, along with uh, some of the other students here, I was in audio tech uh, last semester, so I've worked with editing audio, uh, and Adobe Audition isn't too hard to use, so I was able to 
uh, maneuver and you know adjust the quotes so that uh, the fluctuations worked well and everything just kind of uh, flowed uh, throughout the story. All right, and then lastly, is there anything that you would do differently now that it's Not over? That one. Ask what I learned. Okay, what did you learn? Sam, <laughs> <laughs> you were the worst okay. ever. I've literally asked the same three questions. Have you not? <laughs> yeah. What did you learn? To <laughs> we, we would love to know. You gotta ask nicely. You gotta answer nicely. <laughs> answer the, the witness will answer the question. <laughs> um, I learned that in an audio story. Uh, you have to be a little more particular about who you choose to interview, uh, because when you write a story, you know you you use the quotes of the people you interview, but you know because they're on a page, they don't you know they don't have the emphasis that people give them. But when you interview someone for an audio story, you know if the person you're interviewing isn't a great speaker, it doesn't come off well in your audio story. So you want you want you kind of got to be kind of particular about who you pick so that you know, you can understand them and that, you know, you get a good story from them. All right, thanks. Last but not least, uh, we are going to interview uh, Emma Waywood about her story. Uh, so, Emma, uh, could you give us an overview um, of your story and why you chose that specific topic? All right, well, I, along with Abigail Hintz, did my story on Little Sibs Weekend. Um, I mostly chose it because I knew it was a big event that was happening at the time of our assignment, and I didn't have any little siblings come up, but I thought it would be interesting to kind of get um, the Cedarville perspective from a younger person. All righty, let's see what you have. Little Siblings Weekend took place February 16th and 17th at Cedarville University. Students were able to interact with their brothers and sisters and house them in their dorm rooms on campus. 14-year-old Nolani Klontz and her 12-year-old brother, Brendan, were able to come and visit their older sisters, both of which attend Cedarville. As it was their first visit to the school, they deeply enjoyed the time they spent there. I like it because my sisters go here and I get to spend quality time with them, and I like the classes here. I like it. It's, uh, it's very, there's a lot of nice people. I love seeing my sisters. and. Uh, and everybody's so friendly here. It's good because it's not like at home. Some some people are not like as good. I understand it's Christian school and a lot of people are really nice here. With their own college future looming closer, the opportunity to visit Cedarville definitely helped broaden their way of thinking. It's pretty cool, but I'm I'm a couple of years away, so I'm a little worried. <laughs> I feel pretty good about it. I really kind of want to come here. When asked about their favorite memories from the weekend, it was not the campus' favorite alt night that came to mind. Instead, it seemed to be the smaller details that stood out to them the most. Gone to ice cream and mom and dad's. Uh, I liked I liked going to Clifton Mill. It's really cool. It's like a it's a Cracker Barrel, but it's like a really old style and mm -hmm. it's got like a bunch of like you walk around outside and there's just old cool stuff it's very um like old 19th century or no eight, uh, 20th century for all of the experiences they had the Klontz siblings each had one word to leave us with amazing fun and it was these words that they'd carry with them on their way back home so emma uh 
give us an overview of the process from uh, setting up the interviews and uh, recording and writing your story uh, on that side of the story. Um, it was just very interesting because the people that I interviewed were so young. They were actually the youngest people that I've ever interviewed. Um, so the style of it was definitely a lot different from what I was used to. Um, I kind of had to prompt them a little more and make them feel a little bit more comfortable because they were kind of shy. Um, but it was really fun. I enjoyed it. What about from an editing standpoint? Um, editing really wasn't that hard. Like almost everyone else, I took audio tech training. So I already had experience editing software and, um, not software, um, editing recordings. And so this really wasn't much different. It was just a different system. Awesome. What did you learn uh, from this project, Emma? Are you sure that's the question you want to ask? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Because I've asked everyone else that same question. Okay, Tim. That's how I'll answer. Um, doing a radio story is definitely a lot different from doing a written story. Um, mostly because when you get quotes from people, you can always kind of chop them down and fix it to um, whatever standards you want, but when it came to an audio story, you aren't able to do that as much. Um, and especially because I interviewed kids, um, chopping it down was definitely something that I had to do, but um, it was also really enjoyable and it made it more personable. Thank you so much for your time, Emma. I believe that's all that we have for you today. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and uh, please visit us on our website at readcedars.com uh, and follow us on Twitter at, at cedars at CU and on our Facebook page, and see you next time.